This week, the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on Med City Beat. It was a big week in Rochester politics, and on today's episode of The Rundown, we'll give you a synopsis of the big things that happened on the local political landscape. We'll focus on the two state Senate races as our town hall series wrapped up with those two races Thursday night, their thoughts on the key issues in their districts coming up in a bit. Plus, I'll bring you info from Paul Widman, director of Rochester Parks and Rec, about the $2 million referendum on the ballot this November, and some sound from the Thursday rally in Essex Park featuring Dr. Jill Biden. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, October 16th, 2020, and let's get to the news. 14 forums, 16 races, 32 candidates. It all ended Thursday evening with the last two installments of Med City Beat's online forum series. We finished our three-week lineup with the candidates for Minnesota State Senate, pitting two GOP senators against ascendant DFL challengers. David Senjum versus Sarah Flick in District 25, and Carla Nelson versus Alita Borut in District 26. Both debates were packed with discussion on the top issues of the day, though for this segment, we'll just focus on a couple of the key topics from each debate. And first, let's touch on District 25, where incumbent Dave Senjum has served since 2003. Even before then, Senjum was well known in Rochester as a city council member for 10 years. During the debate, we asked both candidates to introduce themselves by making a pitch to voters who may not typically vote for their respective parties. Here is Senjum speaking. I, I'm Dave Senjum. I'm not Donald Trump. I've I, I been involved in this long, long before Donald Trump decided to get involved. I think people have to judge me for, for who I am as a state senator, for who I was as a, as a city council member, for who I, I am, frankly, as I walk the streets of Rochester and interact with the people. So... I'm just a regular guy that cares a lot about people in my community, and uh, and I want the best for, for both of them. Flick, a first-time candidate, responded by making the case she was uniquely positioned to listen to voices from all ends of the political spectrum. I grew up a Republican. A lot of my families are still very conservative. Um, I... I enjoy those conversations um, so much, and I feel like I can meet people where they are. Um, if you talk to people who know me um, on both sides, they know me to be very pragmatic, that I meet people where they are, that I find solutions, um, and that's what I intend to do in the Minnesota Senate. The two candidates spent a large part of the back half of this debate talking about the future of Destination Medical Center, something that Senjum had to consider quite often as the original author of the bill that created this initiative. With DMC now heading into its second quarter, the senator said the time may be right for the state to make some tweaks. I think it's probably time legislatively to look at it once more. It's been about eight years now since we adopted it, but uh, I, I have no quarrel at all with it. I, I believe in it wholeheartedly. It is the reason, and this is the most important thing to say, it is the reason Rochester, Minnesota is and will remain into the future the flagship city of Mayo Clinic. That's very important to us. Regardless of if the state does end up making some changes or additions to DMC, Flick said she wanted to see the initiative work for more people, spread out over a larger area than the current DMC boundary. Rochester is becoming a very expensive place that some people simply just can't afford to live in. And so I think that when we talk about, um, you know, economic prosperity and growth, this is one of the passion areas that I have in terms of economic development. How can we grow our economy in a way that doesn't just work um, for downtown Rochester. 
There was a lot more to cover in this debate, most notably the 2020 bonding bill passed Thursday that Sengem authored, but we must move on. Before we get into the hotly contested race in District 26 between Senator Nelson and Dr. Borud, let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Altra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Altra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Altra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Altra Foundation. To learn more about how Altra can help you live your best life, visit altra.org. Now to the race in District 26 between Carla Nelson and Alita Borud. You probably know those names quite well by now, in part because the money pouring into this race has been unusual for a race in Rochester State Senate. That's something Senator Nelson has noticed and has taken some exception to. The outside money groups have been very clear. They want to what they call flip the Senate so they have full DFL control for the House, the Senate, and the governor. Um, I don't believe that's good for uh, politics. I believe in checks and balances. We need to have compromise. And uh, and I kind of think that's why there's been so much money uh, thrown in this race. The DFL only needs to flip three seats to gain control of the Senate. If Dr. Borud becomes one of those three, she says one of her top priorities will be to change the way health care is provided in Minnesota. I have several priorities. I've already mentioned health care because the market has not delivered an answer. Affordable health care to everyone and thousands have lost their workplace insurance coverage. And I believe that in Minnesota, we can deliver a public option that gives people choice of doctors and also provides fair reimbursement to our medical providers. This is essential to small businesses and our family farms if they're to, to thrive. Dr. Borud, a public health physician with Mayo Clinic, was most pronounced in her support of Governor Tim Walz's emergency powers in relation to COVID-19. She said if elected, she would support the governor's continued use of these powers as the state appears to move into a third wave of the virus. Looking at this um, next wave, um, we are going to perhaps need to again marshal our healthcare resources to preserve um, hospital beds, ICU beds. I know in Wisconsin, they just had to open a field hospital. This is the kind of emergency power a governor needs to be able to respond um, to that. Senator Nelson has gone on the record voting to revoke the governor's powers and remains steadfast when asked of her position on Thursday, while also coming out in support of loosening restrictions on small businesses. And one of the things that we must do is we must balance, we must balance uh, the risk of opening uh, safely and the risk of further isolation, uh, mental health concerns, uh, economic um, tsunamis. Uh, And so I feel a little bit of that balance uh, has been lost. And I I do hope the governor uh, looks more thoughtfully at how can things reopen safely. All 14 forums featuring every candidate in every local race that will appear on the Rochester ballot are available to watch for free on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash medcitybeat. And now let's get to a couple of other stories from the past week that fall into that same vein. What's going to be on the ballot? On Tuesday, I had a conversation with Paul Widman, director of Rochester Parks and Recreation, about the referendum asking for a yearly boost of $2 million to improve and repair Rochester's park system. 
Widman said if the referendum passes, the first priorities will be to reimagine Silver Lake Pool and overhaul some outdated infrastructure like neighborhood tennis and basketball courts, picnic shelters, and public restrooms. Widman said the referendum was in the works as far back as 2018, meaning it was going to be on the ballot in 2020, regardless of the pandemic affecting finances for a lot of families. Even with COVID overhead, though, Widman says the time is still right to boost park funding. We have our full Q&A with Widman up on the site now. I encourage you to go check it out. And finally, we were in Essex Park Thursday afternoon as Dr. Jill Biden spoke to a crowd of a few dozen supporters at an event honoring essential health care workers and encouraging people to get out the vote for DFL candidates, including U.S. Senator Tina Smith and the aforementioned Flick and Borud. This is a bit of what Dr. Biden had to say there. But this election is just too important not to do every single thing we can and just keep working and working because there are no do-overs. This is it. Dr. Biden spoke for roughly 10 minutes in Rochester. Head to the site for my quick recap of her visit. And that is where we're going to leave things this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beats. Have a great weekend, everybody. One quick recommendation before I go, though. This weekend, check out the new EP After Fillmore County by dream pop duo Vansire, released earlier today. Josh Augustin and Sam Weinmiller graduated from Century High School a few years back and quickly took off after that, touring nationally and garnering millions of streams on their Spotify page. Their latest release is an ode to our neck of the woods. Give it 20 minutes of your time. I'll be doing the same before I talk to you next Friday. <laughs>